I want to go down that Dinovore slide. This is Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably for at least 50 episodes now. Wow! Whoa! This is also an episode falling in Halloween. So if this is your first episode or you just started listening during October, just keep aware that uh, we're a lot fucking rowdy compared to usual. You know, but that that happens. We just want to warn you. We want to warn you about everything that comes up because uh you know, consent is good and at any time you can walk away. So so just remember as long as you stay here. You did this to yourself. So, what are we getting into today? Yeah, so I was looking for something monster girlish and was having a hard time finding something that I was vibing with. And I really, what I really wanted was something with uh, Cyclops Girl, because I'm very into Cyclops oh. Girls. But I couldn't find anything that I really liked. Uh, and then I stumbled across this really pretty watercolor hentai, and it's mm-hmm. old. So th- that's a good point, like... Monster Girl, like, hentai art, tons of it. Manga, mm-hmm. not very much. No, it was hard. And then in animation, they appear, but they're never, like, the subject. Like, it's never yeah. mainly focused about them. Except, like, maybe Succubi, which, great, love us some Succubi. But, like, there's not too much that's, like, a collection of Monster Girls, except for the series that's a collection of Monster Girls, which is very mild for being, like, anti-adjacent yeah there's a lot of fan content like dojins that are based off of it that are pretty good but it's still like only then using those characters anyways you're out there and you draw hentai it's more than just art and is a full comic series or a manga or something there are some monster girls I just wanted to bring that up too. I was thinking about this the other day. If you're a fan and you listen to Nymphomercial and you've done any kind of hentai at all, even, and even if it's just like one or two pages, like send it to us and we will yes. talk about it on the show. Like oh, we want course, to sure. promote you. Yeah. So yeah. send us your stuff. Yeah. Nymphomercial podcast at gmail.com or we are Nymphomercial on Twitter and Instagram. Also, TikTok, because we have sold out. Hit or Yay. miss. But yeah, let us know what you're working on. We'd love to check it out. Maybe we'll fully review something on the show. But if anything, yeah. we'll, we'll give you shout outs and we'll share on social media. And if you're a commission artist, we're always like looking for different people to, to commission. So like maybe just be like, hey, maybe I'm someone you should commission. Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Also... I forgot to do this on the last episode, but I wanted everyone to know that I found out that my mother listens to Nymphomercial. <laughs> so hi, mom. I just wanted to give you a shout out. And she told me that I totally had a paranormal experience when we were young, when I was younger and completely blocked it out. Was wow. that not mentioned on the last episode? It was not. Okay. It's hard to keep track because we were so... We were drinking. <laughs> so drunk and we recorded 47 minutes of an episode (laughs) yeah that had to be scrapped yeah (laughs) but this episode comes out 
right after my birthday. So Woo! happy birthday to me, guys. Happy birthday. I'm old. So old. So old. Old as time. Old. old as dirt. Old <laughs> as hentai, which we yes. know the cavemen were doing yep. pornographic photos. So Speaking of that. old, this is an <laughs> old one. Oh, yeah. This is a fine, a fine vintage. This is what I meant about rowdiness. We're usually yeah. more quick it's to okay. start. It's okay. We um, get this sometimes for Halloween. We, yes, sometimes we're a little too full of candy corn. Sometimes we're a little too full of um, full moon, moonlight. You know, we've been moon basking. I was going to say spirits. Maybe yeah, some spirits. ghostly ectoplasm. Yeah. Sometimes the you titties know. are in retrograde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, this is a fine vintage. So um, this manga that I brought today came out in 1994. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a a really good vintage. Um, It's called Moonlight Exhibition, and it's by an artist named Suihiro Gadi. And I've got some history for you all. So I hope you're ready. Yay, history. We love history. Yeah, let's get big brained. It's not all dicks here. Okay, guys. Mm -hmm. We are educated. And we're here to learn. Mm-hmm. This artist, Suhiro Gadi, he was one of the first hentai artists to gain early recognition in the United States. And some of his works were licensed um, by Edo Comics, and it was a collection called Sexhibition. Um, another little tidbit is that one of his works called My Life As was one of the first hentai anime OAVs to be brought over to the U.S., like commercially, this came out in 1999 here in the States. So like a like legit Ooh. commercial. His works were heavily passed around in the early days of internet hentai fandom, which is pretty Ooh. cool. So, you know, now we're on the straight and narrow. We can get stuff legitimately and artists are getting their support and the recognition that they deserve. So we're all better for it. Not that they're providing the content for this episode, but Faku, amazing. Making like yes. legitimate mm-hmm. means of mm-hmm. procuring hentai. Yes. Yeah, something for everyone. Yep. Bringing hentai to the masses. Mm-hmm. This artist is known for his colorful watercolor style that we're going to be seeing today. So I really recommend um, if you can get a hold of this one, check it out because it's quite beautiful. I think it's definitely worth reading. It feels like a 90s hentai. Like the art style is just gorgeous. And that's part of the reason why I picked it. The other reason why I picked it is because um, it's Yuri and I wanted Yuri. So... That's what we're doing today. This work comes from a collection called Exhibition that all had to do with different kinds of exhibitionism. Again, this is Moonlight Exhibition. So I wanted to talk about the importance of tagging because there's two purposes for tagging, right? Yes. There's yeah. tagging for trigger warnings that could potentially help people from avoiding content that might not be appropriate to view under certain settings or something that mm-hmm. might be radically upsetting. And then there's also tagging to find content that you like. So I wanted to talk about the tags for this. I saw some tags that I thought were accurate descriptions for it, but there were some that were kind of questionable. And I did want to throw out that this does have assault in it. So if that's something that you're uncomfortable with, I would recommend sitting this one out just as a warning. Um, The other tags are exhibitionism, transformation, furry, yuri, masturbation, Monster Girl, Supernatural. And again, if rape or assault are a hard no for you, like, I'd sit this one out. Tags are such a weird thing because on more curated sites that are like above water, they're very specific to be limited. You you don't want two tags that are too similar because then it almost Mm -hmm. makes 
finding things even harder. But the plus side of that is it makes warning people about the content in it easier. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing, I think Cake, you showed me this once. There was something on a site that had a tag saying uh, attempt of assault or like attempted rape, which in general, as far as content to find something, you usually wouldn't see that tag because the actual content didn't happen. But for the sake of yeah. trigger warning, it's nice to know that like that sort of situation started happening, even though it was avoided. Yeah. So I think just as a whole, the hentai industry, as well as like the, the side of hentai that isn't as above water, like really does need to like kind of get things together to make like tagging for finding and yeah trigger warning a little just better. I think so, too. I feel like tags are, like, you know, warming up to butt play. You can't just, like, jam it in. You gotta, like, you know, rub it down. You gotta get it going. You gotta lube it up. And then you slip it in. Can't just, like, do it all at once. The ideal situation is have your site's curated tags that don't get adjusted and they show up at one spot and then have user-submitted tags that are just... I mean, of course, curated, they're they're filtered through mods, eventually look through them, and there's a voting system, but they can at least be submitted, and they may be similar things, like you might have, you know, cum inflation and belly expansion, but it's like, it doesn't hurt to have dual systems for the sake of preparing people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think that's super important, especially for things that might be traumatic for people. Yeah. But uh, on that note, let's get into it. Our cover page is beautiful and it's in full color. And we see a cute short haired girl doing that kind of like weird she pose. Like if you've seen Osamatsu-san slash Kun and you know Iami, it's that weird pose that he does. Like, I don't know if anybody's going to get that reference, but that's um, what it looks it's like to me. like scared covering your body, but from like head to waist. <gasps> She's not scared, though. Look at her face. She's like, oh. That's not fear? That's not fear. It's not fear. Could be debatable. But now that you say she's not scared, it's like, oh, okay. She's like, oh. Yeah. I only read that as fear. But maybe that speaks more about my personal (laughs) relationship to sex and horniness. That's It's an ink blot test. So we got our girl doing her pose. It's not in fear. Rest assured. And we see she's in front of a giant full moon and we see a pair of blue eyes, like a kind of cross section of someone's blue eyes. And again, our title is Moonlit Exhibition. So the comic opens with a person in the distance walking their dog and they're just kind of walking down a normal road in Japan with just the street lights. You can see the fences around the houses and stuff like residential area. And we see a dog. It's a boxer and it's barking. It's just going nuts. The owner is this jock dude with a punch perm, like from a uh, mm-hmm. freaking Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, good, he looks yeah, like I was going to say, that's exactly what it, <laughs> he reminds me Iramishi. of. It's beautiful. Um, and he's telling the dog, like, there's nothing there. Like, what are you barking about? You know, it's phantom barks, obviously. Little does he know. Little does there he know. There is something there. Yes, the dog lunges at this blue and shiny naked girl that says, hold on tight to the guy with the dog and the leash, you know. She looks like a bubble. Yeah. She does. She's <laughs> like a fancy sponge. Yeah, I was going to say, like a fancy SpongeBob bubble. <laughs> she does. And we'll get into that. 
Um, and the guy hears her, obviously. And he's like, I heard a woman's voice out of nowhere. Like, this makes me feel bad. I'm just going to walk away with my dog and my poop bag and go about my dog walk. Oh, yeah. With this like zoomed out shot, I'm guessing she's invisible is what it's implying. Yes, here. you got it. You yeah. got it. So she fills us in that she's not a ghost. She's not a bubble. She's not made out of Dawn dish detergent or Crest toothpaste. She's an invisible girl. Oh, she's not a scrubbing bubble? Dang it. No, she's not a scrubbing bubble. I thought this was going to be a clean episode. (laughs) (laughs) No. She's just an invisible girl with really perky nipples. They're like spears. They are. They're they're real perky. But not spear mint. No. (laughs) Which is terrible. What? But they, they, yeah, spearmint's spearmint better is, than peppermint. I think spearmint's no, better than peppermint. No, it is not. Okay. Spearmint, spearmint tastes like licking dirty metal poles. And if you're into that, go right ahead. But like... I need you ugh. nymphs to tweet hashtag horny spearmint is better than, I don't know, hashtag shitty peppermint or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Peppermint is amazing in every way. I actually, okay. I can't talk shit about peppermint. I had terrible nausea this morning and I ate peppermint and I felt like instantly better. It's crazy how fast that works. It's good mm-hmm. for the tum-tum. Yeah. But so our perky nipple girl is walking down the street and she fills us in that her name is Mari and she likes going on nighttime naked invisible walks because it's exciting in more ways than one. And she has an exhibition kink and she likes to masturbate while she's outside in the middle of the street. I like this bob ump. <laughs> and, and then we see her, we get a nice, you know, like it's a nice split up panel. Like I like mm-hmm. that it's full body and it's split between like her head, her boobs and her fingering herself. And then we get a nice close up of her rubbing her clit. And she's got like a big bean. This is like a mm-hmm. big bean appreciation hentai. Oh, yeah. Really love the colors here, too. The colors are really good. Like the yellow and blue. Yeah. They, they have this really good, like, orange, like, glow yeah. going on. Yeah. Very good contrast. A lot of times people kind of simplify the colors of these, like, yeah. invisible characters. And they're not shy to go the extra color palette. Yeah. I can definitely tell she's standing in front of a street lamp. Yep. Which, okay, just think about that. The fact that she's talking about action exhibitionism and it's zoomed in just her body so there's not the background to show she's in public. The mm-hmm. the color is already conveying that story. So just a reflective light on this character yeah. is expressing this. Like that's such mm-hmm. just good like art theory. Like it's just so genius that you can yeah. convey location without showing a background in those panels. That's insane. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, please read this. It's a, it's a beautiful sight to behold. Like, you will not regret it. And again, I feel like, again, she does look like a bubble or like a slime. I kind of got slime girl vibes from her, even though I know it's just, she's just invisible. Just invisible. Just one of those everyday invisible <laughs> girls. We're really on the slime girl thing lately. It's all about that slime. I'm always on slime girls. They're so good. They're I so wish good. I was a slime girl. One day, science evolves. Yeah. So wet. Maybe you guys will meet a... Actually, didn't we talk about Jubilex and Wieners and Wyverns? Oh, nope. Maybe not. Sorry. That's future Uh-oh. stuff. Don't worry about Wieners and Wyverns. What? <laughs> always worry about Wieners and Wyverns. <laughs> So the next page we get, 
a nice scene of typical nightlife in Japanese suburbs. It's really cool. It made me really like not gushy or nostalgic for living abroad. You know, we see the train clacking by someone coming out of a 7-Eleven and then just those standard street lamps and people walking by. And then we get this super and then cool masturbating yeah, in front of yeah. all of those it's things. It's normal. So nostalgic. I Imagine mean, the theme song to Friends, but in Japan. And it's only one friend <laughs> licking her little friend down yeah. there. So no one told you life was going to be this way. I was thinking more like the office theme song of her like diddling in front of all the and it just like flashes like in all the different places of her masturbating. So I can't speak for suburban Japanese life, but I can speak for rural Japanese life and you would see some batship stuff. I remember I would bike ride to my friend's place and one night I was going home and there's like a like an irrigation trench. And this fucking old dude has his dick out. He's being while I was biking home. I'm just like, oh my god, I got to see like old man dick. I was just mortified. I'm like, I'm just gonna keep biking home. So I mean, just it's not with outside the realm of possibility. Some girls out maybe here, maybe his invisibility faded. Maybe yeah, maybe it wore off. Or maybe you have dog genes in you because apparently dogs can see the <laughs> invisible people. So I mean, she maybe. is a furry. She's got yeah. that that. Hyper sense. <laughs> She's in tune to the Invisiworld. <laughs> so after we see this nice, you know, nighttime scenery, we see our girl flicking her bean, but it's got this really cool effect, like kind of like fisheye lens effect. Yeah. Like it's curved on mm-hmm. the neighborhood or almost like if you're looking like at one of those concave like backup mirror things in a car. Like, it's really cool. You can see around the corner, you can see the silhouettes of people walking by, and she's just, you know, sitting there flicking yeah. her bean. And this is all traditional art, so no tools to help you map out some of the, like, angles and curves. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, So she's commenting about how, like, you know, she's super into doing this on the side of the road and how it makes her feel like an animal. And she says, this gold mine of a line, someone needs to put a leash on me and drag me home. Oh, man. <laughs> out of control. Just absolutely out of control. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but but then, you know, she's, she's getting really into it, probably climaxing. We see someone peeking around the corner, so maybe she's not as invisible as she <clears throat> thought she was. Oh, maybe someone man. has a leash. Mm-hmm. They're going to get her. The next page we cut to this cute blue-haired girl with a little fang just point-blank asking Mari. Is she a vampire? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, She's like, you weren't out streaking last night, were you? And Mari's just like, the fuck? And turns white as a ghost. And she's gonna, you know, play dumb, as usual, because if you're confronted with that, why tell the truth? You should be proud of streaking. Well, no, but maybe you shouldn't be proud, even if it's invisible streaking. Like, yeah, it's a crime, I guess. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. Like, I can I can understand like the kink of exhibitionism. Like, I think that that's really cool. But then it gets into that weird moral area of like, are you subjecting people against their will without their consent? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear some good information about that in a fun way, listen to. The show Session Zero, where they 
uh, do a, a fantasy therapy session with the character Spit from Skyjacks because his name is Spit and it's sexual. So have a good conversation about the, the conflicts of like embracing your kink, but also being respectful to people and yeah. also not lying to them about what's going on. Cause that's the thing about being invisibly masturbating to people. Like you're subjecting them to something mm-hmm. and they don't even realize it. Yeah. That they're totally unaware of. Yeah. Invisible morality is hard to yeah. parse. It seems really difficult. And I get like how like that would be so convenient of like, oh, exhibitionism is my kink. I'm never going to get in trouble for it. But it's like, are you? I don't know. Yeah. If you're invisible, reach out. Yeah, reach out. <laughs> reach out and touch faith. God, now that song's going to be stuck in my uh, head all that week. That song's Thanks. like a horny, horny cowboy song. <laughs> so horny. You got to do your strip tease and like assless chat. I was gonna say maybe I'll do my next pole dancing. <gasps> Please <to that>. do. <laughs> Please do. Well, no, your next pole dance should be to the infomercial theme song, of course. Yes, <laughs> uh, I will definitely do that. I'll do that and post it on TikTok. Do yes. It. So Mari's just gonna play a uh, stupid. Because she's not going to own up to this. I I don't think I'd want to own up if I was caught, you know, for invisible exhibitionism. And she's like, well, I don't have any weird hobbies like that. Like, you must have me mistaken for someone else. And Fang Chan's not buying it. She's like, really? Because that person looked a lot like you. And Mari's like, what? You mean you really saw someone, you know, doing that out in the middle of the street? And Fang Chan blue-haired girl. We're going to call her Fang Chan because she's got the little tooth. She's like, yeah, I went to 7-Eleven last night and I saw her just writhing around out there diddling herself. Ooh, and Mari says like, actually writhing around is just mm-hmm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Mari's like, oh, that's just wrong. Cut <laughs> to her being fucking pissed because she's been seen. And she's like, I knew I was invisible. There's no way. Like, I first realized I was invisible, like, when I was a kid. Like, I could turn invisible, but I've got, you know, it's been years. i got to handle all my powers now. Like, it's totally fine. Like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that she saw me. And, like, you know, how how could this girl see me? The amount She's of colors on this page. Is- it's so mm-hmm. good. Especially because, like, I, I know you can do so much with watercolors. They're just like any other medium. But I'm not used to seeing so many colors in watercolor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So she's really upset that Fang Chan saw her, and we learned that Fang Chan's real name is Toromi. So Mari and Toromi, but I'm still going to call her Fang Chan because that's a cute name. Later that evening, Mari's hanging out in her room, and she's like, this sucks. I probably shouldn't go out and do my my little nightly diddle routine. But she's so gosh darn horny. I know. It's probably <sighs> not a good idea to go out, but you guys, she's and masturbating at home is such a drag and she tries it but she can't get off she's in that mood of the the lockdown vaginal (laughs) dam (laughs) (laughs) and she's like it's just not good enough here in my room i can't so she puts on her slippers wait so is she just a pair of slippers walking around then? Yes. <laughs> Which is stupid. Look, we've all been there. Nothing but slippers. Just too horny to masturbate at home. <laughs> Dicks out, Uggs on. My, my favorite outfit to wear at home is a t-shirt, no pants, no underwear, and shoes. 
So I get it. Your house shoes? Well, I mean, like any kind of shoes, but mostly my house shoes. But yeah. My favorite outfit is uh, a shirt, a sweater, a scarf, my horned beanie, um, you know, underwear, pants, socks. Yeah. Heelys. My favorite outfit is buttercream frosting and strawberries. (laughs) You know what? I was reading the can of whipped cream and it says do not use in ways that aren't instructed so you are abusing the whipped cream <laughs> who's gonna come get me the whipped cream police yeah who said that she used the can yeah maybe she's using the the tub of whipped cream does it say that on there <laughs> oh i My don't know with the, the cool loophole <laughs> you're tubbing it or if i make it myself then it's not a problem yeah there's uh-huh. no laws when it comes to homemade whipped cream <laughs> bust out the KitchenAid. Um, so Mari goes out in her slippers and she's like, it's fine. I'm just going to avoid Fang Chan's neighborhood. It'll be fine. And she, (laughs) we see some, some dish soap running down her leg, but that's not dish soap. It's not dish soap. Some sexual fluids. That's some sexual fluids running down her leg. And she's like, oh man, my pussy is dripping a lot more than usual. So she was really pent up and is ready to go out. And is ready to diddle. Storm is brewing. A storm is a brewing. When suddenly a hand <laughs> reaches out and touches her shoulder and she is shooketh. I love how she's so shocked. First of all, it says shock. And then like her face is like so <laughs> elongated. It's hilarious. She looks like ghost face. It looks like it's from a worthy comic. Yeah. It does. <laughs> also, her boobs are like shocked up into the air as well (laughs) her boobs are shook she's jumping (laughs) Mm -hmm. she turns around and who does she see but fang chan and fang chan's like hey it's mari like and she caught her in the act mari is super overwhelmed she turns visible and runs away screaming no with her best Darth Vader impression. Like, it's a full on, like, no. no. This transition of visibility, though, is so well done. It's so, so good. So pretty. Also, I want to point out that I have this exact outfit that Fang Chan is wearing. Naked? I love it. Blue, oh, blue wait, polo mom jeans. <laughs> I also have the exact outfit of our invisible girl, so. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> So yeah, so Mari's running off yelling no, and Fang Chan tries to call out to her to wait, but Mari's out of there. And she keeps running until she makes it to the park. And she turns around to see if Fang Chan's there, but Fang Chan's not there. She's alone. So she's starting to panic because she's been found out. She's positive that she made sure that she's invisible this time. Like, what's going on? And these subtitles just saying, just dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I know I shouldn't have been jerking off in public. (sighs) But yeah, so she's trying to calm herself down and she's like, it's fine. She's probably lying. She probably didn't really see me like I'm stupid. I don't know. And she realizes that she turned visible. She's like, oh, my gosh, I got to turn back to being invisible because I'm naked like. This is not good. So normally what she does to turn back is she just focuses. Like she can breathe in, breathe out, turn invisible. I like how she's closing one eye to focus because I do that a lot. (laughs) That's me in the morning when I'm checking my phone. 
you can't be binocular and focus. It just doesn't mm-hmm. work. <laughs> no. No. So she's trying. It's not working. And we see another hand reaching out for her. But this time it's not Fang Chan. Not a friendly tap. It's not a friendly tap at all. It's some um, UPS looking dude. I was going to say. The glasses. Our, uh, this our, is an uh, Amazon deliver. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> deliver. He actually looks like Ted Bundy. Oh he's got a bungee vibe going. He does. But um, so he, it's important to mention that not only does he grab her, but he cuffs her around the mouth with a piece of packing tape and gets her arms up above her head. And ties, and ties her them, up. And ties her up. And judging by the position of the rope, that shit's going over a branch in a tree. So she is. So he was lying in wait for someone and he just happened upon the mm-hmm. lottery of naked girl. Yeah. Which Still doesn't make it okay. No, not at all. Just because her morals are questionable doesn't mean this guy's any less of a creep. Yeah. (laughs) It's not okay to walk around naked, but that still doesn't mean anybody gets to do anything to you. So Exactly. Yeah. Even if her outfit was just slippers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't matter what anybody's wearing or if they're not wearing anything, like, do not assault somebody. That is never a free pass. I think we talked about this before of, like when we were talking about the whole, like, the, your stripper's not your friend kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I think we talk about this every time. Yeah. It's almost it's like in, we have to important. keep talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, she is... The rope on her hands is pulled up so tight that she's up on her tiptoes, which is... Like this, oh, this is made me feel really uncomfy. Um, and that's why, again, if you need another trigger warning, like, Now's the time. Yeah, now it's bad. And you know it's bad if I'm saying it's bad. Yeah, because we're about to get some quotes from this dude that are pretty creepy. They're they're really bad. I had a very hard time with this. Um, So he uh, (gasps) goes on to say, like, she must be starving for something if she's going around dressed like that. Um, And... uh, he says it's not like you could even complain about being raped because of how she's not dressed. And that made me feel so fucking gross. And of course he starts assaulting her. And I, if it's okay with y'all, I don't want to get too much into details. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so of course, you know, he demeans her by calling her a slut. And is leering at her and it's making her really uncomfortable. And he starts going on about how, you know, she can't be a virgin and being leered at must be her kink. And it's just awful. That's really awful. I just want to point out, though, that, like, as far as the art style goes, this whole, like, drippy stuff looks really good. Yeah, it does look good. But, um... The art looks good. The content yeah, is the content cringy. is a little skin chilling, and yeah, I mean, I've been at this for fifty episodes now, um, and I <laughs> this is as like we with hentai rape is almost sometimes kind of treated a lot different than it is in reality in the sense that sometimes it's just a means of like kind of progressing a scene that there's a yeah. little bit of resistance just so it doesn't instantly happen. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're into it. It's okay. Which in reality isn't. But like, yeah. you kind of get that for a narrative purpose. But like, this is not the same. This is just yeah. like sexual assault in its fullness yeah. with very detailed. Yeah, it's 
upsetting. It's, it's very upsetting. And I almost didn't pick this, but I'll go into some reasons why I did pick it later. Because this isn't my normal cup of tea at all. Oh, I hate laughing at one of his quotes, though. <laughs> Which one? Oh, he's just, so he's underneath her hands on thighs looking up and like, a nice touch is that his glasses are now like shaded reddish pink from like the reflective light of her thighs. But he just mm-hmm. says, "Hooch." Oh, never mind. A he hole? says, "Oh, I thought it said hooch." <laughs> <laughs> but like she's dripping down onto his glasses too. Yeah. So she is, you know, as one might be in a situation like that. She is, you know, her strength leaving her body. She's panicking um and then she um starts to feel bad and feel gross because she can't help how her body's responding to all of this and she starts admonishing herself which like it's not your fault girl at all yeah that physical body betraying in the moment's got to really add to all that and just like i don't know it helps the rapists is like our creep onto the victim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So oh, of course man. this fucking asshole. This, ugh, this next whips. page. Ugh, this one panel of his face with like his mm-hmm. tongue out and like dripping is like extra yucky. Yeah. Like he, it's he gross. legit looks like Ted Bundy. This is what I imagine Ted Bundy looked like, oh. like raping and murdering oh. his victims. So yeah. this asshole whips his dick out and is about to continue assaulting her. And he says he wants to give her something to remember him by, which is awful. I hate it so much. And she's, you know, in a very vulnerable position. And then somebody yells, stop right there. And he turns and he sees Fang Chan. In her mom jeans and a blue polo looking cool as hell. Oh, man, I have that exact same outfit. Yeah, she put it on for you guys. Yes. Cosplay Fang Chan. (laughs) And Fang Chan being the absolute boss yells at the asshole saying, like, if I find a scratch on her, you're dead. I'm going to tear you limb from limb. This fucking asshole, not to be deterred, just pulls a fucking knife out because he's crazy. Mm hmm. Because he's Ted Bundy. Because he's Ted Bundy and says, why don't I just assault you too? But of course, Fang Chan is too cool. And we see (gasps) this fucking furry clawed hand grab his wrist. And we see a panel of him looking shocked as hell. And even his little dick has a face now. And that dick is shocked as hell too. It's shook. (laughs) His dick's expression. Which is not a sentence I've said very many times on this show. It's amazing. It is. It's beautiful. And this dude is shooketh because we flip back to Fang Chen, who has now become bestial. She has Fang. She's got a snoot. She's got Mm -hmm. ears. And she is pissed. Mm -hmm. And she says, and I think this, (laughs) she says that she's going to violate if that's violation that he wants. Like he's going to get it from her. And she hulks out of her clothes. So now we have a naked, beautiful werewolf. It looks like maybe she's biting her bra off, but it's also just kind of like 
bursting out yeah, at like she her is freaking bursting. ripped chest. What mm-hmm. I find most interesting about this transformation, though, is that her eyes are still blue, but her blue hair has turned purple, despite the rest of her fur is not purple. Yeah. It's an interesting, interesting color change. Yeah. Oh. So she shatters the dude's wrist. She like <laughs> twists it. She like twists it. Like more than one. It's more than 360. You know, when you're like piping um, icing on top of a cupcake yeah. and you got to twist yeah, like the bag to bag. get the juice yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why there's icing coming out of his eyes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And Mari puts two and two together is like, oh, she's a werewolf. And this dude is cowering, and he's even crying out help, and Fang Chan's, like, ready to fucking sucker punch him and just Mm -hmm. beat on this dude. What a little bitch for him to be, like, assaulting people and then crying out for help himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck this guy. He specifically found a place where help would not listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after Fang Chan presumably beats this asshole to a pulp, she rips off the tape of off of Mari's face, which looks painful because there's a red mm-hmm. mark, of course. Yeah, looks like she had a lot of red juice for breakfast. <laughs> cool. In a square cup. <laughs> yes, in a square cup. Just like one of those square vases you just put it in there yep, and just, just go like, like that. Like, like pick it up and put it right up against your lips. Gotta chug yep. my red juice to get the night yep. going. Mm-hmm. So Mari, of course, is grateful to Fang Chan and Fang Chan's first, you know, like reaction to this is like, are you scared? Like, I know that I'm kind of scary to look at. I'm a horror to look at. And Mari's like, you know, no, there's no way I could be scared of the person that just saved me, which is sweet. How is her fur blushing? I I know it's kind of amazing. It is. It's beautiful. Um, so Feng Chen feels relieved that Mori's not horrified by her. And we do see our assault, assaulter, assaultist, the asshole on the ground, his glasses broken, his teeth missing. You can tell it's in the 90s because they're thick black rim glasses, but they're not shattered <laughs> because they're not plastic. This is back when they had to be made out of metal still. Mm-hmm. When they're all dented up. Yep. <laughs> Just just one of the struggles of us blind old people, us ancient <laughs> millennials. Oh, gosh. I remember when internet discs came inside of cereal boxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grandma. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, Feng Chan explains that she's inherited the werewolf curse from her family, and that she-wolves in particular tend to change during their cycle before and after the period and when they get horny. And, like a true sapphic, she says the shit under her breath of, like, uh, in implying that she was horny, like, when I saw you sneaking around invisible, things like that, you know, under her breath, found her hot. So Mari's kind of relieved. She's like, oh, your body works like that. Like, I'm the same way. She's like, "Eh, maybe not. It's my problem is that I'm just, you know, I have this kink where I like going out and flicking my bean in public. Yeah, she turns into a wolf when she's horny. Our girl Mm -hmm. turns invisible to get horny. Yes. Mm -hmm. We are not the same. (laughs) Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Yeah. And Fang Chan says that she's kind of jealous of Mari. 
And the reason she's jealous of her is because Mari's, you know, in tune with her body and she can accept, you know, her horniness um, and is okay with that. And Fang Chan maybe has a little bit, um, a little bit of uh, reservations about her own body, especially with being a werewolf. Mari gets all blushy and Fang Chan confesses having been, um, you know, fallen, I guess being bewitched by Mari and fallen in love with her after seeing her. You were so cute enjoying yourself like that. Mm-hmm. You were so cute. I was just so into it. So adorable when you were just mm-hmm. masturbating on a curb. <laughs> yep. And I fell in love with you. Oh, <laughs> Love at first invisible. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Fang Chan feels a little bit bad because she's the one who surprised Mari and shocked Mari and made Mari turn visible. And so that's how this all started. And she kind of wishes that she would have approached it maybe in a different way, a little bit more delicately. Mm-hmm. So they're cute. They're embracing. And Mari's like, I don't know what I should say. Like, this is the first time a girl's confessed to me. And Fang Chan backs up a little bit and is like, well, does that bother you? And Mari's like, no. And she Aww. says thank you and jumps into her arms while they're bathed in the moonlight for a tippy toe kissy kiss. Little tongue to cheek there. Mm-hmm. Little doggy yep. licks. Little puppy puppy kiss. Our aggressive tackle at the bottom here. Mm-hmm. Yes, a glomp, a good old fashioned glomp. Haven't seen one of those in many moons. So yeah, so she tackles her and they fall over and then it turns from innocent kissing into hot and heavy making out. And um, they start making out and they start scissoring and they pull away from that and they're panting. And I like the cute little panel of them like pulled away and panting. And we get a nice full panel of them on top of each other as Mari starts going in and sucking on Fang Chan's titties on her, her wolf fur titties. Is so fluffy. So fluffy. Mm-hmm. It's so fluffy. And how she's, like, soft and warm, but, like, in a furry way. Um, So while I was typing up my notes for this, I was talking to um, my puppy, as in my partner. And I kept trying to figure out whether I wanted to talk about, like, them scissoring. Or, like, I kept saying when I was talking to him, I kept saying tribbing, as in (laughs) tribidism. And I just kept (laughs) laughing. And he's like, just use scissoring, like, people know. And then he just... Yeah, I don't know... What you're yeah, talking? Yeah, uh, but then he well, trivialism is like the 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 technical term for oh, it. Scissoring I is the slang term. Never knew. <laughs> so my freaking boyfriend says you better check your clips because you all be tribbing, and I was just dying <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and I had to write that down because I was laughing so hard at it. It's a so. gem. Yeah, it is a gem. <laughs> going to make uh, the hentai with all of our wild requests, that has to be yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Check your clits, because you all be tripping. I also noticed her eyelashes are blue. Yeah. They're beautiful. So the girls start 69ing, and we get a really close-up shot of Fang Chan licking that nice big bean. Then we flash to a panel of Fang Chan sitting on Mari's face. And I had a question for you all about face sitting. So let me set up this scenario. So Fang Chan is doing the thing where she's sitting away. You know, her her back is facing Mari's eyes kind of thing. Like, because they just came up from 69ing. Right, so right. if you're having your face sat on, or if you're doing the face sitting... 
which way do you prefer? Do you prefer to like it be facing like the person? Like I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Cowgirl or reverse? Yeah, cowgirl. You, you know what I mean, right? So either your butthole yeah. on their nose or your yes, butthole on their you. chin. Yeah. Okay. Which which is the preference? So because I'm lazy, sorry, Malik. <laughs> I prefer butthole on chin because I have a like headboard that I can rest my elbows on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really the only reason I could go either way. Okay. But out of laziness, elbows on headboard, so I don't have to hold myself up as much. Yeah, I've never experienced this in any direction. Okay. Um, you've never you've never shoved your wiener down someone's throat facing your butthole forwards or backwards. <laughs> No, I've never been like <laughs> y'all on should, top. Y'all like, should see Milk right now. He's any like all has... I've had is like with me sitting or laying down. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I just imagine in the future you being like sitting on the bed, like no sexual thing happening, just like on your phone and being like, "Can I put my butthole on your chin and like <laughs> my dick on your, your nose or your chin? Is that I okay? Absolutely never." <laughs> I feel like I'm fine either way. I think I get self-conscious about the butt near the nose thing. Like, just, but it is what it is. I feel like most of the time it's you thinking about it, not them. So This is true. Yeah. I mean, whoever's getting their face sat on is probably just happy. And I mean, (laughs) I'm happy for it. I mean, they can't really do much. And even if they, you know, you just, if they they say something, just like sit down harder. Smell it. Listen to your partner. <laughs> um, I guess I prefer like the, you know, coming from missionary, not coming from sixty nine, like yeah. kind of thing. Because then you can like I don't know, grab their butt to like press them closer to your mouth, I guess, or something. That's Whereas true. like if you want like really dig in, there's no good grabby way. You yeah. can't get a good grapple in. I also feel like going back to laziness as far as like if I'm on my knees kind of thing mm-hmm. the facing yeah. towards where you could lean your arms on yeah. something is nice instead of trying to do like a weird position like a squat oh I just had such a good idea what's your idea let's hear it you could do butthole on nose and then have the person like they're like laying down have them like put their knees up you know so you could like <gasps> rest your yes. on their knees and then you could also like yeah. Oh my gosh. And then you can yeah. get like so a double matter. ring and use their thigh to like make a cup yes. holder. Yeah. Yes. While we're turning our significant others into furniture. Put a little, put a little couple snacks in the belly button, you know? <laughs> I just gagged. Um, before your First. disgusting belly button snack <laughs> peripheral tangent. I was going to say our werewolf here shows like one benefit of this positioning is that like, I don't think she's actually doing this, but it lends to the imagination that you can creep your hand down in front of you to like provide like, you know, some extra stimulation, stimulation. vigorous handing. Yeah. I was also going to say, listeners, if you have any sort of opinions on the the butthole to nose, butthole to chin, like, please engage. We would love also, to hear from that you. that should just be what it's called now. It's not sitting on <laughs> someone's face. It's butthole to chin or butthole to nose. Because you gotta be specific. Like, be specific so mm-hmm. we know what you mean. 
Wow. Yep. Way to assume any of our listeners have sexual opinions. <laughs> <laughs> On this nymphomercial? Never. <laughs> well, that's why they're listening, is because they want to hear our sexual opinions <laughs> and they adopt hear them. Me weep. <laughs> <laughs> I have had this, I have had this message that goes one of my favorite parts is hearing milk get uncomfortable. I'm like, well, <laughs> glad I can provide that to you because golly, does it happen uh, more than even comes across via audio. Sorry, milk. Okay, I did this to myself <laughs> for almost two years now. <laughs> uh, so we get a nice like kind of full panel shot of the girls scissoring and sucking titty and they're super blushy and cute and they're being adorable. And then we get this super cute, like tiny panel of them, like pulling away to look at each other. And my heart, y'all, they're so adorable. Like Mari's got her eyes like half open and Fang Chan's looking down at her. They're so cute. (laughs) We get a nice shot of them (laughs) still sis. I love this quote, though, because it's so, like, real, at least in my experience, where she, well, not really, but, like, with what I think, (laughs) all of my experience, most of my experiences have been, like, terrible, but um, (laughs) just that, that, like, idea of, like, she stops, she's just like, hey, does it feel good? (laughs) Like, are you still into this? Yeah, that's good. You got to check in. Let's just stop for a second. Have a conversation. (laughs) That's important. Checking in. Making sure that everybody's still having a good time. You got enough snacks? Yeah. Do you like where my butthole is? Do you need another white claw? <laughs> like, I'm here for you. Very oh, supportive. Should we open up the second drum of lube? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that drum of lube just keeps making a comeback. Do we need a bigger or smaller bad dragon? <laughs> diddling their nipples together. I just imagine yes. like a drum line. You know how like in drum line where they're like playing the drums and then they play the other person's drums and they're yes. like, that's what I imagine this is And then is they, like. tr- they do the thing where they, they play and then they drop the sticks. Yeah. Yep. Like, our wolf uh, girl is like beautiful. manually lifting her boobs up and down. Yeah. But you can tell like, you know, our invisible Chan's nipple is so rigid that you can see the like flicking motion of the aftermath of it yeah. being struck. And look at their little bean buddies. Oh. They're like two little peas in a pod. I know. I sat there for a minute, like, looking at it. And then I was like, oh, those aren't nipples. Because at first I looked yeah. at it, I'm like, oh, those are nipples. And those are speed lines. I'm like, no, no. That's pubic hair. And they're rubbing their big beans together. Like, again, this yep. is the big bean appreciation yeah. hentai. Like, I love oh, yeah. it. These panels are, like, so close to each other of, like, nipple flick to bean flick that you can actually just make this perfect little triangle of, of nubbin <laughs> licking. <laughs> Love it. We all want, like, the the mutual nubbin triforce. Yes. Wisdom, power, and coming. <laughs> <laughs> they just, so- like, you know, get at it vigorously enough until there's a glow and then that eagle appears and flies <laughs> off into an orgasmic heaven. Sounds about right. That's about how it goes. I've never played a Zelda game that focuses on the Triforce, so I have no clue what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, of course, you know, 
Feng Chan was checking in as a good partner does. And Mari's like, yeah, it feels great. I'm into this. And she confesses, or well, they confess to each other. I love you. And they kiss. And it's so sweet. Well, you say that, but their text has different colors, it looks like. Oh, no, weird. So they're not using different colored text to convey characters, just like the emotion it's being said. Because up here, she's like, does it feel yep. good? If you like it, tell mm-hmm. me. Um, and it's all in the same speech bubble. That's weird. I've I've never Horny seen text. that before. Horny text for color. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The horniest of text. Mm-hmm. Which is the red text. It's an interesting concept. I think it's cool. But I think color per character is a lot better yeah. of an execution for the sake. Which, yeah, it's a little bit cleaner. Yeah. So that's an yeah. interesting thing about this comic as a whole, I think. And especially the fact that this is one of the first things to ever make it to America as far as like a Japanese hentai manga goes. Um, the like traditional work and care and love to like really embrace colors and also an artist that really knows what they're doing in the sense of they used the colors, as mentioned earlier, to set up staging that didn't even yeah. need a background. So that like theory and work really shows. But then you also see that like, this like misuse of opportunity when it comes to like colored fonts isn't yeah. used the most idea, but to whereas like lots of, you know, even new comic artists already know about that as a technique. So yeah. it's just kind of seeing like what kind of traditions are incorporated and like what is focused on between something from the 90s to yeah. you know, 2020. Mm-hmm. Things have improved quite a bit. Yeah. A so. real time capsule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're confessing that they love each other and they're super snuggled up as they rub their beans together vigorously. Sexual fluids abound. I I feel like there might be a form of censorship here. Because Yeah. The yeah. the like labia's not detailed at all with yeah. any type of lines. And during Part of the like little gross scene that happened, we noticed she didn't have like a butthole and I didn't mention it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Women don't have buttholes, Milk. Some do. Some earn them. <laughs> We've learned this on infomercial. <laughs> Girl gets her butthole every time someone rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> so someone ring that piss bell. We need more buttholes in the world. Yes. <laughs> uh how mad would y'all be if I did bring a water sports hentai? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time on the show. There there okay. have been some water sports. Yeah. You'll just see me weep. I'll be performing okay. a different type of squirting. <laughs> <laughs> Tears shooting out viscerally all over the microphone. I was just really upset that, you know, we were promised piss before an old man cunnilingus and it just never came. It never to came. Fruition. Yeah. When is the pr- the piss promised episode coming out? <laughs> What's the pissiest All in good time. number? The pissiest number? Okay, we need to like take some piss, find like the pH value and whatever number is like closest <laughs> to that. Does piss have a pH value? Yes, it does. Everything. Yeah, it's got does. to. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, so, tell us the pH value of your piss. Scientists. <laughs> Chemists. Let us know how cool much cleaners. alkaline is in there while you're yeah. at it. 
If you're a, a pool cleaner or you have a pool and you have those test strips, just test try it out. Pee. Just piss can, right into actually, one of those little, like little science kits you get for cleaning mm-hmm. a pool. I have some of those little strips, actually. I mean, it wouldn't tell me like an exact number, but yeah. it, it would, uh, I'd have a range. Your partner's okay. just like, is this a pregnancy scare? And you're like, nope, just doing some piss science. Just some pee <laughs> evaluation. Piss search. <laughs> oh, are we so, ever gonna stop talking about pee i feel like we go in trends we did the egg thing for a while yeah. and now yeah. we're on pee i am now we're so curious piss. as to what's coming next eggs were so eggs were so last ago. month yeah they were so <laughs> last month we're on to pee now and yeah. we'll be on to something next because we're trendsetters yes this is why like once we get our like monthly Patreon stickers mm-hmm. going, it's going to be like, oh, do you have the egg <laughs> egg sticker back <laughs> there all about those? It's like those Disney like autographed collection books. Yes. But an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we get this lovely shot of the girls doing these, this very uncomfortable looking scissor pose. <laughs> it doesn't even look like I don't know what's going on. This is called the printing press when you like just mash them together hard (laughs) enough to try to like emboss each other's beans into one another. (laughs) Uh, It's so weird as like they're doing like the whole like hands behind the head like yeah, and then they're not their genitalia is not even like touching. Oh, we're talking about different panels. Yeah, this is more of a flavorful panel to show the explosive yeah. orgasm they're having, but, like, their bodies aren't entwined. Yeah, they look like they're blasting off again. Yes, exactly. That is exactly <laughs> what it looks like. But, like, Fang Chan's face is pretty hot, and mm-hmm. I am a furry, so. I was going to say, with its, like, puff of fur on the bottom and its snout. It's a, li- it's a, little, it's a little beardy. Yeah. Chin. I dig. I'm into it. So after their explosive orgasm, there's this giant whoosh of smoke. Naruto and we cloud. See, yeah, Naruto cloud. And then we see Mari like kind of like on her knees, like looking like, huh? Kind of all like Ranma one half kind of style. And then we see <laughs> Fang Chan turned back. And she lets Mari know that I can change back when I come. So like, that's a cool power, I guess. But she still like is forced to become the wolf even when she doesn't want to. I wouldn't call that a power, just like a good fail-safe. Yeah. Like, if she has a test in 15 minutes, she can, like, go rub one out and get humanoid <laughs> again. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, I'll masturbate if I have an intense headache, because that's how, you know, brain chemicals work. She's just, she's aware of her own therapeutic <laughs> experiments. Yes. <laughs> So then um, we see on the next page, Feng Chan is like super happy. She's like, thanks, and gives Mari a cute little peck on the cheek. And it's super adorable. I like how she's still smoking just slightly from the, (laughs) a lot of times, you know, that like progression of like smoke dissipating after magic. Like the fact that it's carried to the next page. I don't know. It's just a, a level of like thought and continuity that I don't see a lot. Yeah. But uh, Fang Chan's like, I owe you one for that because that was good. Got anything in mind? And Mari's like, okay, I have something in mind. And uh, of course, of course, <laughs> her idea of um, good fun is uh, 
having Fang Chan pay her back by letting her take home, take her home in the nude. Because, you know, being an exhibitionist and all. Well, Mari mm-hmm. is invisible. Also, yeah. her clothes were destroyed in her transformation, like shredded. Yep. Well, the yeah. bra might be intact a bit. No, it was definitely shredded. Well, so, yeah, okay. So. Yeah. But yeah, she wants to take her home naked. And so you see Mari kind of, you know, running across the street. Fang Chan's like, oh my gosh, I can't turn invisible. Like, you know, it's kind of embarrassing kind of thing. And you see Fang Chan catch up to Mari and kind of wrap her arms around her and they're being cute and they're laughing. And Mari says, you know, I'm sure Fang Chan's going to learn to love going around on her naked walks. And then, you know, maybe she'll even be into it and be able to put a collar on me and take me around for a walk. She's really into this collar stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good that's like a werewolf, the whole Mm -hmm. dog thing. Yeah, pet Mm -hmm. play. Which, again, the dog at the very beginning, very good foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't I say maybe she's got some dog in? Or no, I said that to you, Cake. I asked you if you had some dog in you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought this was cute. I thought the art was super gorgeous. That was the main reason why I picked it. I was a little iffy on the assault stuff and I almost didn't pick it, but I thought it was kind of a nice time capsule of early hentai art and the color was a treat and it worked for my monster girl requirements i mean it's not the first time we've covered something yeah kind of harsh uh doesn't happen a lot but you know sometimes it's it's important to recognize that that is out there and some people are into it some people are into it just for it to be like dismissed and like or not dismissed but like to be stopped and interjected by a hero um you know everyone's got different things uh for me and i think the rest of us uh little too harsh for regular yeah. enjoyment but yeah yeah but yeah so you know we're still in the height of halloween season and got more tricks and more treats on the way right oh of course of course yeah and uh wieners and wyverns is probably wrapping up by now yes i can't see far enough to see the cow um, maybe yeah, it's so done wieners, or maybe it's got one more left we'll see how it goes but wieners and wyverns go and check that out and yes tell us what you think let us know we did talk a little bit about doing a reunion episode mm-hmm. yeah so you know there's that let us know if you guys are interested in that what you think I'd especially like to know since I'm the actual DM let me know if there's anything you want to see or you don't want to see or yeah, if you guys would like more Wieners and Wyverns, the idea is that it will become its own podcast feed, but we just got to know that there's interest in it. Yeah. Speaking of Wieners and Wyverns, and just in general for infomercials, shout out to Snortrax for all of our music. Such an awesome Woo! composer who takes commissions, so you can just like look up some Snortrax and be like, yo, I need music, and he will make something rad for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, shout out to our new editors. Who's ever editing this could introduce themselves right now. Yeah, wasn't that fun? Watch it. <laughs> Maybe I edit this. <laughs> I just look like, like a hey, huge asshole. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh hey, future milk here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. However, still shout out to Puddin Sarah. She just texted me, what, 1 30 in the morning here, but 
finish the very first uh, extra episode going on to our Patreon. So check that out in November. But yeah, for the rest of you out there, good luck on your erotic endeavors. All right, stay spooky, y'all. And hey, mom! <laughs> Hi! Hi! My beautiful mom! Who's gonna come get me? The whipped cream police?